Confronting historical narratives of structural injustice, fueled by fear and sustained by anger. Defending the rights of the destitute in proximity? Hello and welcome to Proximate, where we enjoin you to extend your politics beyond your personal experiences and comfort to fight for justice. You're now tuned in with Diana St. Till. Be Proximate! The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This was Jesus' messianic mission, prophesied in Isaiah 61. But upon completing a 40-day fast while being tempted by the devil, Jesus informed and confirmed the crowd in Nazarene the fulfillment of his mission in Luke 4. See, Jesus and justice are not mutually exclusive. In fact, he is the embodiment of justice. And when we read Isaiah 61 verse 4, it was instructed that we, believers and disciples, would become vessels that use our voices to carry out the vision of God's kingdom that is founded on righteousness and justice and fulfilled through love and faithfulness according to Psalm 89 verse 14. I would like to preface this by saying that the body of Christ is not a monolithic. We are called to advance his kingdom in unity, not uniformity. So justice with love and righteousness with faithfulness is not limited to the legal profession. Your calling in medicine, therapy, teaching, pastoring, coaching, and the list goes on are all avenues in which this can be manifested. I just know and believe that, you know, my calling is within the intersection of education and law. And I believe and know that there's an anointing over my life to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves, but not really speak up, but to refrain from perverting justice by siding with the status quo and or showing partiality. And I reiterate, to refrain from perverting justice by siding with the status quo and or showing partiality. With that being said, (laughs) that was a mouthful. But I definitely want to take the next few minutes um, because this is the introductory. I really wanted people to have a sense of why I am doing what I'm doing. Why is it called Be Proximate? What is the ultimate angle of this podcast? So upon earning my undergraduate degree, I decided to pursue a career in the financial sector. So I moved to New York and the Brooklyn Tabernacle um, became my home church. And that's where the journey truly begins. So on August 3rd, 2014, the church had its first live simulcast service with the Angola Prison Choir. The Angola Prison is located in Louisiana, for those who are not familiar. And during worship, I just felt the eminent presence of God consume me, and he revealed my calling. Remember the imprisoned. Remember the imprisoned. And that's from Hebrews 13, verse 3. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own body. My God, my God. That verse has never resonated with me the way it did on that day. And that's why they say the Bible is a living document. It truly is the living word of God. Because you can read scripture, read the same passages, And it just never hits you the same. And there comes a defining moment where a passage you've just read several times or you've read during a sermon just sits with you in a completely different way. 
And that's when I truly knew, as I said, like I knew and believed that this was God's calling over my life because remember the imprisoned just kept replaying literally for the duration of their service. And I was trying to make sense of it all because mind you, I was in finance at that time, right? Fresh out of undergrad in finance. Full disclosure, although I was in finance, I planned on pursuing law school to fulfill my passion for advocacy, um, but prison reform was neither an afterthought nor on the periphery of my vision. But as the word of God says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. This year will make it six years since God literally intersected my passion with my calling to help me walk in my purpose. And I really want to highlight that God doesn't impose himself on us. Our disposition is his invitation. If I didn't make room for God to enter in, he wouldn't have revealed my calling at that moment to me. And it wasn't an emotional decision. As I mentioned earlier, my calling is at the intersection of education and law. So while I was at the firm, a woman approached me one day and said she had a dream about me making a difference in education and that she doesn't believe that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mind you, I don't know her. We've never crossed paths, although we work on the same floor. So it was a bit eerie for me. So one can say that was a prophetic word over my life. I didn't inquire much. As you can imagine, being in the financial sector and someone approach you that you do not know and say, you're not supposed to be here. I walked away from that conversation, even as a believer, and shook my head and literally thought this woman was crazy. I was like, there's no way that God puts me in finance and all of a sudden some random person tells me that I'm going to be in education. And maybe it was a prophetic word, but it wasn't time. And it's crazy how God works, right? A year later, he reminded me of the dream. And if I told you that I picked up my bags and walked out and said, hey, given my two weeks notice, I would be lying. I wrestled with God. I did not want to leave because that wasn't part of my plan. Right. I wanted to be at the firm for a few more years. I wanted to be promoted. I wanted to get to a point in my career where I was making six figures. And that wasn't God's plan for me. And as his words say, what he opens, no one can close. And what he closed, no one can open. And at that point, when he reminded me of that dream, he was closing the door to my career in finance. And I was trying to keep that door open. I kept pushing the more I pushed, the more defeated I felt. It took me some time to realize God is not playing. I need to get my act together. And it was at that moment that I decided he moves. And that's exactly what my life has been since. Literally, when God moves, I move just like that, right? And, you know, as soon as God revealed that, revealed my calling for me, he decided to make moves. The service happened on August 3rd, and between August 3rd and August 16th, I joined the Brooklyn Tabernacle Prison Ministry, and on August 16th, I was at Rikers Island. That was my first time in a penal institution, and 
I literally felt like I was the one being held in custody. The security process was invasive and the correctional officers were insensitive towards visitors. You literally had to have tough skin to go through that security process. So one can only imagine the experience of the detained and sentenced men and women. But nonetheless, we were there to visit Esmeralda and that was my first time in proximity to someone who was remanded in custody. Being proximate transformed my thinking and informed my purpose. I realized then the power of proximity. It wasn't until I started to go inside the prisons, sit and speak with people, understand their stories, understand their journeys, and extended empathy as I listened. I would not be able to walk in my purpose unless I was willing to be in proximity. I was moved by how God revealed my calling to me, but I was marveled at his sustaining grace in upholding the men and women I had an opportunity to work with, to visit during my time with the prison ministry. And from there, my heart was for the people. And to be quite honest with you, till this day, it's still a mystery for me why God chose me to have a heart for the in prison. I don't have any immediate family members who are incarcerated or have ever been incarcerated. And to approach this work with such passion, and I'm often asked why I care, my simple answer is, this is a calling over my life. And while I may not know why God chose me to go in this path, what I do know is that God's steadfast love never ceases, and morning by morning, new mercies I see. So who am I not to extend love, mercy, and grace to God's creation? And my prayer is that God's presence will be made known in and through me as I continue this work. This is just the beginning. Law school is still pending. I love what I do. The podcast is Be Proximate, and the focus is people transformative justice, and fervent faith. Thus, I intend on using this platform as a means to fulfill my calling as I seek to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly in my purpose. Thank you for tuning in. Be proximate to people, advocate for transformative justice, and seek God's will and fervent faith. Challenge yourself to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Share with family and friends and tune in next time. Be proximate.